Okay. Let's do it. This episode is sponsored by Linode. Linode is offering listeners of this podcast a $20 credit, which is good for four free months at their lowest plan. Their plans start at one gigabyte of RAM for $5 a month. You can get your servers in any of their 10 data centers, and their high memory plans start at 16 gigabytes. Get a server running in under a minute. They do hourly billing with a monthly cap on all plans and add-on services like backups, node balancers, long view, etc. VMs for full control, running Docker containers, encrypted disks, VPNs, etc. You can run a private Git server. They provide native SSD storage, 200 gigabit network, and Intel E5 processors. They have 24-7 friendly support, even on holidays, and a seven-day money-back guaranteed. So go check them out at linode.com slash javascriptjabber. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another JavaScript Jabber show. This week on our panel, we have Amy Knight. Hello from Nashville. I'm Charles Maxwood from devchat.tv, and this week we have a special guest, and that's JC Hyatt. JC, you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. Do you want to give us a brief introduction to who you are since we haven't had you on the show before? Sure. So I live in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, and my day job is uh, software consulting. I mostly work with uh, early stage startups um, from here and from around, um, and then kind of by in the afternoons and, and nights and weekends and really every uh, every moment of every day, I am getting a company called DevLift started. Oh, nice. Uh, what does DevLift do? So DevLift is a... Uh, it's what happened to me, uh, but turned into a company. So uh, a couple of years ago, um, I uh, you know started kind of getting into fitness and getting a hold on my health. And um, this year, I decided that I wanted to um, help developers learn, uh, you know, other developers experience the same thing and, and learn to live healthier lives. Nice. Now, um, I know that Amy's excited about this particular topic and episode. Yes. <laughs> she's mentioned it a few times on the show both uh during and before or after the show um and and personally i have some in- interest in this as well i mean i have type 2 diabetes i don't know i've probably mentioned it on the show before and i've been doing some things to take care of that but it's it's interesting because a lot of times we focus so much on the career or the job or the code or what we do at our desk that we don't think about sort of the lifestyle or the people that, you know, we're doing it for. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if that, you know, it could come down to family life and things like that, or, you know, supporting a lifestyle to where we can stay healthy and, and, you know, live a better life. Right. So we don't have some of the health issues that come out of sitting at a desk all day long. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, Really, you have to think of it just like you would programming. Um, anything, you know, whatever you put in uh, is what you is going to affect what you get out, right? Um, and you, if you think of your job and um, uh, just kind of managing your day to day life as uh, output, uh, rather than just, you know, if you start thinking of that as output, then you start thinking of, um, you know, who's the or what is the common factor that's contributing the input here, and it's you. Uh, if you start taking care of what's going into you, uh, you're going to be able to have even better output, you know? And so it's kind of like you're almost diminishing the focus on those 
those things that would be output like your work um, by not focusing on um, mm-hmm. yourself, you know, your health. I know. I always just say I'm like shocked at how many problems I'm able to work through on my runs in the morning. If I ever have like a complex, you know, there's one thing like, you know, you have a like a task that at hand, like bug or something else, and you know exactly what the problem is and go in there and fix it. But on these more complex issues that you have sometimes, um, I'm just amazed like how many times I've been able to work through the problems on my run. Like I know they say um, a lot of times like sleep on it, which, which helps, but mm-hmm. I'll just, I don't know. I always seem to solve the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's, it's uh, hitting the gym and just kind of, you know, if I've struggled with a problem all morning, uh, I'm just going to take the afternoon off, go to the gym and, and see what I come up with the next day. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, and I've, I've heard some different things. I don't know how much of this has science behind it, but um, some of it just comes down to, you know, you start getting active and it increases blood flow and changes your brain chemistry. I've also heard that just changing the space that you're in changes your mental space. And mm-hmm. both of those things contribute to, you know, what you're talking about, Amy, with kind of getting that inspiration because your your brain isn't locked into the cycle that it was in while you were staring at the code on your screen because you're in a new space and you're doing something different and stimulating your brain in a different way. You know, and they always say too, like so much of what we do has like a little bit of a creative aspect to it. Not like creative as in design, but you're like designing systems. When I say design, I mean like making things look nice on the screen, but I'm saying like designing systems. Um, And in order to, you know, think more clearly and come up with like new ideas, how there's so much research out there about how important it is to have like downtime mentally. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, we can only hold so much and, you know, in our minds at one point and, um, you know, taking a step back and, and trying to actually let your mind wander even sometimes and, uh, and explore other areas of your life uh, actually has benefits in, you know, the other areas like, you know, programming or, or whatever else it may be in your life. Yeah, I mean, I've also heard things put the other way, right, where, you know, we're talking about kind of getting a, a mental break or a brain break. But I've also heard a lot of people talk about just mental clarity out of being healthy, right? And so um, your your physical health and where you're at in turn serves the, the process of using your mind to do your work. And so mm-hmm. you run into things like, um, uh, so I've, I've, I've been doing the ketogenic diet. That's, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've lost about 30 pounds. Um, my awesome. diabetes numbers are, are much under much better control. I'll admit I don't work out regularly. Um, that's <laughs> something that I'm working on. But, um, you know, just that much, I feel a ton better. And there are a lot of people that feel like um, as they get onto this particular uh, eating pattern that they get more clarity and things like that. And I wonder how much of that is the fact that they're not eating things that um, cause certain types of inflammation in their brain versus... Yep. Uh, as well, just being in better shape and having better circulation and just benefiting from overall being healthy and having that serve into, you know, the organ that you have sitting at the top of your neck. Yeah. So, I mean, keto diet is great. Um, I cycle through it at least once a year. I, I just did it over the summer when I was getting ready for a Spartan race. Um, and we, uh, you know, we actually assign it to a, a good number of, of our customers. Um but the the cool thing about um and i mean even keto specifically is it's first off any diet you know you're going to get the benefits from 
well, now at least you have a little bit of restriction and um, uh, you're not eating as, um, you know, maybe as much junk or as processed mm -hmm. foods as you were before because you're having to be more conscious about your food. Um, even having a diet makes you more conscious about your food. Um, and so not eating, you know, there's that, there's the effect of not eating junk or as much junk as you were before, which definitely will help reduce some inflammation, give you some higher energy levels and things like that. But then with keto specifically, there's certain, um, you know, this is, uh, I think this is still being researched, but I think, um, I think it's a thing and, um, there's this idea of metabolic type. And so, you know, people mm -hmm. have, um, that people, ha people's metabolisms actually, favor certain things over other things. And so, um, you know, it, in, in someone's case who maybe uh, their body favors um, fat for energy over carbs, um, then as soon as you start on a keto diet, then yeah, I mean, as soon as you hit ketosis, which if, you know, for the listeners that don't know what that is, it's, it's basically where uh, instead of using carbs for your energy, your liver is converting um, fat into uh, ketones um, and the ketones are being consumed as energy uh, in the place of carbs. Um, if your body is, a, if your metabolic type is, uh, you know, favoring um, fat, then you would feel even better from keto than you, to where it's not just benefiting you just because you're not eating junk, but it's also benefiting you because it's the best type of diet for your body specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can now tell you that for me, it's, it's worked out really nicely. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So one thing I've started doing is like count, like not, not super carefully, but just trying to be better about counting my macros. Mm -hmm. What are your mm -hmm. thoughts on that? Yeah. So, well, I, I guess let's take a step back and talk about macros. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm not going to Emacs, right? Macros. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I'm not going, I don't want to assume that everyone just knows what yeah. that is because, uh, I didn't, uh, just two years ago, I was like, what's a macro. Um, I had to be, uh, I had to be educated. Um, so macros, you know, we're going to have, uh, macronutrients is really what, what the term is. And, you know, you have macronutrients, micronutrients, and your macros are the three, uh, th in really three major categories. You have carbs, um, fats and proteins. Um, two of those three are essential, um, meaning your body cannot produce them on its own. And that would be protein and fat. Um, carbs can actually be produced in the liver, um, enough carbs can be produced, um, by your body in the liver to, um, you know, to where you don't need carbs in order to survive. Um, so when people talk about macros there's, and especially like macro ratios and stuff like that, you know, it's really, um, you know, discussing how, what amounts of each of those groups do you need to take in on your diet? So everyone has conflicting views. Um, there's conflicting information everywhere. And honestly, it's, it's very subjective. Um, it, it has, there's a lot of factors in there. And one of them would be, in, in my opinion, your metabolic type. Um, and also just like your, you know, uh, how practical something is for you. Um, but, uh, as far as counting your macros, um, I would say I, I, that was your original question, right, Amy? Like was, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah just your, like you're talking about the ketogenic diet and mm -hmm. I'm, saying, you know, how, how is that in comparison to just like counting your macros? Yeah. So the, the ketogenic diet specifically is, um, is, does involve counting macros. Um, you're, I mean, at least one macro, you're going to count your uh, carb intake because mm -hmm. to be a ketogenic diet, um, it has to be under a hundred grams of carbs a day. Um, 
So you're going to use something like MyFitnessPal or, or, or maybe you just read the label, you know, whatever. I love MyFitnessPal. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever works for you, um, that, that is an app, by the way. Um, that, that's a great app. But, um, you know, that, to be a keto diet, you've got to at least count the carbs. So you're making sure you're, you're not taking in more than 100 grams of carbs a day. And that's because um, to get into the state where your body is no longer using carbs for energy, but is instead using fat. Uh, that state is called ketosis. To get to that state, you have to limit your carb cons- consumption or your body will continue to use your carbs for energy. Um, so, and, and the higher amounts of, you know, the closer you are to that 100 grams a day, the longer it will take to, for you to actually adjust to, uh, to, to ketosis. Um, now, I'll just throw in here because, yeah. uh, you know, since I've been doing this for the past few months, mm-hmm. um, now, my system, my metabolic system has taken such a beating because I've been diabetic for 10 years um, that I actually have to go less than like 20 or 30 grams of carbs yeah. per day. Um, and then, yeah, you also have to watch your protein because, as you said, your liver can manufacture glucose out of the protein. And so um, mm-hmm. you also keep your protein low and then everything else is fat. So, um, yeah. And it's a, I mean, and a lot of, especially in keto, like it's an emphasis on fat. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, there is a lot of kind of marketing stuff out there and some, um, some kind of misconceptions and myths about fat you know, is just bad. Or some people think carbs are just bad and, and people jump to these extremes. I mean, we jump to extremes in everything. I mean, even yeah. JavaScript libraries, whatever it is, everyone jumps to extremes. Um, we just tend to do that as people. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, my specific flavor of keto that I like to do um, is actually has a 30 gram limit uh, mm-hmm. each day, and it's really just enough to get protein shakes in because it's essentially an all meat <laughs> diet and protein shakes. Um, it's just to make you a- extremely anabolic or, or uh-huh. um, make you extremely like susceptible to muscle growth. Um, that's what I love to do once a year. But uh, yeah, you see, even there, you can kind of see how subjective things are. It's like. For me, my goal, I you know, once a year, I love to just like put on a ton of muscle. Um, in you know, in your case, uh, with uh, being a diabetic, you have certain things to take into account, and that's not goal oriented like mine. It's uh, you know, it's just limited by your health it, itself, and so mm-hmm. you can already see how this is subjective. Um, and we haven't even talked about preferences. You know, like <laughs> what do you like to eat? What do you not, don't like to eat? You know. Well, um, getting crazy. into that subjective stuff, I mean, we talked about, you know, supporting brain function and supporting your work and mm-hmm. things like that, you know, maybe supporting a specific lifestyle. But what what are you finding that people um, are generally after with this kind of a thing? You know, are is is it, you know, for so for me, you know, I just want to be healthy. I want to be around for my kids. I don't have a heart attack and, you know, I'm almost 40. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't want to have a heart attack in the next 10 years kind of thing. Um, and that's kind of the bottom line, right? You know, ultimately I'd like to be in good enough shape to, you know, chase my kids around and go play soccer mm-hmm. with them and, you know, stuff like that, you know, which is, you know, we're moving up the, the ladder a little bit, but, but what's the motivation for most people or maybe most developers as far as this goes, you know, are they looking to increase that capacity that they have for their work or are they looking for other lifestyle benefits that have nothing to do with code? Yeah. Um, so, so far in all the conversations we've had, um, there's always that kind of base. Like, I just, I don't, I don't want to die. Like I want to, you know, actually, um, I don't want to die of a heart attack by the time I'm like 30 or 40. Um, I, I want to 
you know, um, either have a family or start a family and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and be able to, um, uh, to go places with my kids and, and, and have fun and stuff. And so there is, there's that, um, the next level up that, I mean, I do hear a lot is I just have low energy. Like I, my sleep sucks and, um, I feel kind of, you know, just, I, I feel like this like a little cloud, um, sitting on my, you know, sitting on my mind sometimes, uh, where, um, you know, I, I'm just having trouble thinking clearly. And now some of that stuff is situational. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're, if you're working at some kind of like marketing agency where they're making you like context switch every like 30 minutes to a new project, then like you, some of that stuff I can't help you with. Um, and you know, fitness plan is not going to help you with, but there, there is, um, definitely uh, substance to, um, wanting to, uh, get into fitness just for the sake of like improving your sleep quality and improving your ability to think so you can be more productive. And then there's kind of that level. Um, and, and it's, it is in tiers. Like there's less, it's kind of a little pyramid, like less and less people on each level. And, uh, you know, I would love to see people just kind of advancing up the, these tiers eventually. Um, but, um, you know, there's that, that next tier, which is, well, I want to just, I want to try something new. Like I want to get in, I want to do a Spartan race, um, or, uh, I want to run a marathon or, uh, I want to deadlift 500 pounds, like, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's where things get really fun. Um, especially with, um, being able to make those plans for people is, um, you know, they have these very specific goals. We have, a um, we have one customer. Um, so, uh, Scott Talinsky, I don't know if you, if you know who he is, he's a um, co-host of syntax, um, a podcast with uh, West boss. Um, and he is actually a break dancer and, um, he told us he wants to be able to do air flares, um, uh, which is like this, uh, and it's a, it's a certain move that requires a lot of like explosive, um, upper body strength and stuff. And so making workouts very specific to, you know, Scott to where he can, uh, start to develop some explosive explosivity in those muscles. Um, so he can actually do that. Like that's where it gets really fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've kind of seen the whole gamut, but by and large, most people are just saying, Hey, I'm just not feeling great. I'm, I'm not liking what I see in the mirror. Like I just want to, like, I want to look better. I want to feel better. Um, and, and, you know, honestly, that's like, um, if, if everyone only, it wants to do that, then that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that's ultimately the goal here is to help people be healthy. Um, and then if they want to do something more, if they want more out of it, you know, as a hobby, then help them get there. So I'm, I'm going to ask one more question. I, I'm sure that Amy has a bunch of things she wants to bring up too, but, um, just, just to what you said, you know, where a lot of people are saying I have low energy or I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a lot of us understand as far as, you know, looking better in the mirror that it's just going to take a bit of time doing the right things to get there. Mm-hmm. But as far as the energy goes, are there some, it seems like there should be some things that people can do right away that can at least start making a difference in that area. Have you found that, you know, you tell people get an hour more sleep or, you know, spend 20 minutes more being active or something like that pays off for that just to get rolling before you yeah. really get into deep in this stuff? Yeah, definitely. There's, um, so there's some common, I mean, even baby steps that people can take immediately, um, without, you know, without getting a fitness plan, without getting a gym membership, all that kind of stuff that can immediately start to, um, to help, you know, help these things. And so first off, um, take a walk, um, you know, 
once or at least once a day, uh, twice a day if you can. And if you, if you want to go more, go for it. But, um, um, an early morning walk, like right after breakfast, uh, or even right before breakfast for, you know, even, uh, as far as you can, uh, you know, that's, that it's practical for you. So don't worry about the distance necessarily. Um, if you know, we've, we've seen some people that, you know, they really, they can't walk more than a quarter mile or they're like, they're just going to have to get a shower, like another shower or something before they go to, to work. But, um, but then there's other people who like, they want to get up and like run five miles before they go to work. So whatever, wherever you are in that, just move, like is the point, um, start moving. And, you know, if you want to worry about your distance, gradually improve it, like take 10 extra steps a day until you've made it like three times where you, from where you started or something. Um, but the point is move, uh, the, the body was made to move and we're not moving it in our, in our chairs. Um, the, yeah. we're, we're made to move. Just, just an anecdote here. A uh, friend of mine, Cliff Ravenscraft, um, he has a podcast, podcastanswerman.com. Um, for like six months or a year, all he did was go for a walk for 30 minutes every day. Yeah. And he lost like 40 or 50 pounds and started mm-hmm. feeling really, really good. And so, yeah, I, I like the idea of, hey, you know, you got 20 minutes, uh, go for a walk every day, you know, and it doesn't matter how far you go, but you'll feel better because you're moving. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and I mean, and, and a lot of people like if, if just being generally healthy and, and like think, or maybe even weight loss or, or something like that is kind of your, your main goal. Um, the walking will help. And the next thing, uh, just learning to read nutrition labels, learning about macros, um, and kind of, uh, you know, for the most part, just trying to, um, to eat, uh, whole foods, meaning, you know, as much as possible, trying to try to eat things that haven't really been changed much from, you know, or at all since they were harvested or, you know, whatever. I'm not really sure what the word is for, um, but since, uh, you know, things that don't go through a plant or, or something like that, um, things that are just kind of as they are, as nature gave them. And, uh, and in that you can learn to read those nutrition labels and you can, um, try to learn kind of, try to start playing with your macro ratios and seeing like where you can even research your own, like where a good baseline um, is for you and then just start playing with it. Um, And then you can even pack your lunch. Uh, Like if you, if you go to work, pack your lunch, it'll keep you from going out. You can probably eat it and take a walk in your lunch period um, and, you know, save money from eating out and not go potentially like go out with friends and and end up eating something that maybe isn't going to be great for you. Um, uh, but lunch recess. Yeah. What's that? Lunch recess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, nutrition is, you know, key. It's not nutrition is number one. If you are just looking to, um, in my opinion, if you're just looking to start feeling better, like immediately and, um, and have some maybe weight loss benefits, nutrition and, and taking a walk will get you pretty far. Um, Abs are made in the kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> they, they are. I mean, um, you know, you, you've got to, if you don't have abs, then you will need to do some workouts so that you'll actually be showing them. Um, I was going to say, I have abs. I just can't find them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the the saying is everyone has a beautiful uh, six pack. You just, you know, you just got to find them. Um, and, uh, you know, it's. Um, but yeah, it, Amy's completely, uh, completely right. Like it's, it's all, it's pretty much 90% kitchen, but, uh, 
yeah, I, I mean, there's there's some other things I, I could go on uh, um, about some general general things, uh, but I don't want to um, I want to let you guys ask more questions um, instead of just rambling on with more <laughs> advice. Well, I asked all so, my fatty questions, and I figure Amy's going to ask all the I'm in super great shape questions. So go ahead, Amy. <laughs> well, I have a, kind of a different question, maybe to steer the conversation back a little bit to what we were talking about at the beginning. Yeah. So. You know, coming into this industry as somebody who was like a professional athlete before I became a developer, um, you know, I kind of grew up in an environment, especially in figure skating, like you have to be pretty tiny, um, where, you know, I I was always kind of watching my diet and and Mm. that kind of thing. And, you know, I walk into like a programming meetup and or I go to a conference and my backpack is full of protein bars and fruit and nuts and everybody is not everybody, but I will get a lot of strange faces and um you know, there's kind of like there is a little bit of like a, a culture of like it's cool to, you know, drink lots of sugar and soda and pizza yeah. and well they and, actually and, serve it at the lunches at the conferences. I mean I went to the <laughs> M World and it's like here you go, you know, it's this big plate of rice and um, you know, with, with a sweet sauce that goes on it and you can have as much Coke as you want. (laughs) So, so I guess my question, I I don't even know if I have a question, but I just kind of wanted to maybe talk about this a little bit. Like how do you handle it if you get like strange looks or something like that? Because I try to be like, if the person next to me wants, you know, a, a couple pieces of pizza and a regular Coke, like go for it. That's them. You know, um, Mm -hmm. I respect their decision and, you know, but I, I would hope in turn that people would respect, you know, my decision. So how do you kind of handle that? As a developer, you love building things that are fun and that matter. Do you want to add authentication to yet another app? Do you want to stay updated with all the security issues and patch them? Why not leave it to the experts? Auth0 is the easiest and fastest way to implement real world authentication and authorization architectures into your apps and APIs. Allow your users to log in with either regular username and password, social identity providers like Facebook and Twitter, enterprise identity providers such as Active Directory, Office 365, etc., or without passwords with an email login like Slack or phone login like WhatsApp. Getting started is easy. Add authentication to your JavaScript front-end, React, Angular, Vue, and others, or Node.js API in less than 10 minutes by writing only a few lines of code. No credit card required. Get the free plan or try the enterprise plan for 21 days at auth0.io slash jsjabber. That's Auth0 with the zero. Auth0 is trusted by developers at Atlassian, Mozilla, Bluetooth, Optimizely, Financial Times, and The Wall Street Journal. Try it out at auth0.io slash jsjabber, that's auth0 with the number zero, and get back time building core features. Well, first off, this requires, a, I think, some kind of um, a mindset change. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you are responsible for, for you, um, for you, uh, your actions, your um, what you chose to put in your body. Um, what came out of your mouth, like whatever it is, like you're responsible for you. You're not responsible for anyone else necessarily. I mean, uh, you, you know, to an extent, maybe your children, things like that. But like, um, you're not responsible to the for the guy next to you that wants to eat the pizza and coke. And if he wants to do that, go for it. Um, like, there, there's no, um, you know, necessarily like any shaming that. There's just, and and I mean, I'm not going to like try to put on some kind of front. Like, I love pizza so much. Um, mm, right. I just, uh, I'm very selective about when and how much, uh, I eat. And, um, but the first thing 
is you know a mindset change of I'm responsible for me and I'm I want you know. I'm making whatever decisions you're making, uh, whether it's you pack some protein bars or you're just going to drink water or whatever it is um, instead of the Coke. Like you're responsible for you and you're not going to worry about what someone thinks about that. So, I mean, prime example, the audience isn't going to be able to see this, but this big gallon jug of water, um, which I have. That doesn't look like water. It's water and branch chain amino acids. um, Nice. Good for muscle recovery. (laughs) <laughs> For those of you have, who can't see it, it looks like um, fabric softener. It, yeah, or, it probably or, or tastes like, amazing, though. So I have some. I mean, I've been carrying this around pretty much every day for the past two years. I drink at least one of these a day, and I get weird looks. Um, and I'm but to it, like after a certain point, you just you don't care because you've heard all the jokes about oh you're carrying you know you're carrying Windex or you're carrying uh, you know, windshield washer fluid or whatever and it's just like, ah, ha, that's funny. And then you just kind of shrug it off. Um, but, uh, and I may, or maybe I have thick skin. I don't know. But um, the point is, like, I do that every day because I know that drinking a gallon of water a day just helps me feel really good. It keeps me from drink. Like, I love soda. Um, I used to have, like, I used to, in high school, before I got into fitness, I was drinking, like, over 100 ounces of soda a day. Um, and I, like, if I let myself go, like if I don't have this water with me, I know that I'm going to be much more susceptible to like just being like, oh, well, it's only a co- one Coke. I'll just drink the Coke. And like there's nothing wrong with having the Coke. Like if, if you want the Coke, have the Coke. But the, the point is I have a self-control issue with soda. And so if I like let myself go, I in the right context, like who knows how much soda I'll drink. And I don't like how I feel when I drink soda. Um like even though I love soda itself, I don't like how I feel when I drink soda. So I carry this around so that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just drinking it. I also save money. Um, <laughs> I go to my local coffee shop and I don't order anything. They don't care. They, they like I've been going there for like a decade, um, but like I go there and just kind of to work and I get plenty of weird looks. But at, you know, at the end of the day, I'm responsible for myself, and that's kind of the mindset you have to have. Um, one one other yeah. thing I'll just add to this is that. Um, so I mentioned I'm doing keto, which is super low carb, and I probably have pizza every week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so there are options out there. Um, I think a lot of people think, oh, well, if I go do a diet, I have to do something really drastic, right? Nope. Same thing with your your drink, right? It's, oh, well, if I quit soda, then I have to find something drastic to replace it with. And Absolutely. the answer is... Moderation. Well, and and so uh, stay tuned for my picks. I'll tell you what kind of pizza <laughs> I'm eating. It's, it's totally low carb. And, mm-hmm. you know, it fits right in with the keto diet. And, yeah, so, um, you know. Oh, just, is, it, is it a uh, pizza? No. I think I might know. Okay, well, I've got a recipe for you. It's amazing. But I'll, I'll share it later. I'll love you all the more if it's, <laughs> it's so a, good. It's a turkey pizza with zero carbs. Oh, nice. It, it is amazing. Yeah, the pizza I eat has about four carbs in it or four grams of carbs in it. But anyway. Um, but yeah, and, and the way I found it was through community, right? So I, I joined a ketogenic community and, um, you know, I joined the forum and I, uh, listened to a podcast or two and, you know, so I found places where people were congregating and talking about this and then I wasn't the weirdo. I was the, Hey, you've all been doing this for years and I haven't, can you help me out? And everyone's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I mean, I guess the point that I was trying to make initially was you don't have to give up everything you like just to live healthy. Um, Mm -hmm. You can usually find a way to have both 
and you just need to figure out where people are talking about how to do that. Yeah, it's I mean, it's what Amy said. It's it's learning how to moderate yourself. Yeah. Um how to uh how to know when you like when you need water and when you uh, and not coke or when it's okay to have that coke. Um I mean, side note, I would just stay away from soda as much as possible. It, like whether you love it or not, I love it and I still just think it's terrible for us. Um, yeah, but even, diet you know. soda, right? Diet. <laughs> oh, Coke Zero is my jam. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I still have to like it. You know, I just it still makes me feel bad um, compared to just drinking water. Yeah. Um, but yes, there you don't have to jump to extremes. There are actually really, really balanced. Um, you know, even loose diet, looser than they probably should be uh, diets out there. Um, and the point is, you, you know, you can take small steps and just like just start drinking a gallon of water a day or just, you know, just cut your Coke consumption by half for the next month um, and just see what happens. Like you don't have to just dump, you know, dive in headlong um, when you want to. There are communities like Devlifts and other companies out there that will like, uh, you know, gladly, you know, bring you in and, and help you get to wherever you want to be. But you don't have to just dive in headlong on day one. You can take small steps. Yeah. Amy, you had something to add to this too. Yeah, I wanted to add. So we're talking about like the ketogenic diet. My big thing is I try to stay away from sugar. Um, mm-hmm. And one thing I've really noticed is, and I've even kind of just in the past year, especially I've like started getting into CrossFit. So my diet is changing up a little bit. But I used to have like a very calculated cheat day once a week. And mm-hmm. it was always like super shocking to me that I would, you know, just eat tons and tons of carbs. Um, oh, a lot more sugar than I would normally eat. And then weekends are also kind of my time to play around with like new technology and, you know, just work on different things. And I actually felt, especially like if I did my cheat day on Saturday, um, by the afternoon on Saturday, I felt like I couldn't think clearly. I felt super foggy on Sunday. So, you know, like I honestly feel like my diet, like when I, when I eat, when I stay away from like sugar and tons of carbs, like I, I used to eat carbs. I just don't overdo it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think a lot more clearly. So like for me, it like the way I look is a side effect. Um, I've, I've never like gone for that. It's all about like, how can I get my body to perform its best? Yeah. And it's like, if you put bad fuel into a car, it doesn't run as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing with your brain or your body, right? You put all that sugar and crap in there and, yeah, everything just kind of goes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, sugar um, specifically. I think um, let's see if I can dig up uh, some research on it and share it. Um, sugar specifically act, can can act as a neurotoxin. Um, oh, really? I mean, literally, like literally a, a you know a brain to- uh, poison <laughs> to a, to a degree. Um, uh, I heard that. Um, let's see if I can dig up the info on that and, and share it. But um, but yeah, I mean. Sugar is sugar has its place um, in, in cert, for, for certain types of people, uh, certain athletes, certain uh, you know certain body types. Um, it, it has its place, but um, yeah, but they're using it strategically. You're talking about just the everyday person, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. There's there's sugar in um, at least here in you know in the West, we have sugar in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I, I think even some, like just normal bread has like sugar and stuff in it, um, like. You, 
I don't I don't know Normal if there's bread is sugar or <laughs> um so yeah I think uh we we love carbs in the west and we specifically love sugar in the west um maybe maybe in the east too I don't know I can't I've never been in the east so I can't really speak to that <laughs> so yeah I mean and we we talked a little bit about this but I also just I, I want to make sure that people feel like this is something that they can do, that it's something approachable. I think a mm-hmm. lot of people, they look at this and it's like, oh my gosh, I have to go to Weight Watchers and I have to count how many <laughs> points are in my food or, you know, and so it's this drastic lifestyle thing. And I, mm-hmm. I guess keto's kind of that way too. Um, you know, I did a lot of research before I actually started doing it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, just just making this approachable, you know, we're talking about going and walking 20 minutes a day. We're talking about, you know, just cutting your sugar or cutting it in half, you know, cutting out soda, which is something that I need to do. I'm super addicted to Diet Dr. Pepper. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, wh- whatever that thing is for you, you know, just just taking that step, you know, and it doesn't have to be a massive step. But I know a lot of people, they cut sugar like they they just switched to the diet version of whatever soda they were eating, drinking, and then they quit eating as much garbage and they felt a ton better. And so mm-hmm. it can be a small step. Yeah, it can absolutely be a small step. Um, and I mean, even there's other, even smaller things you can do even that are even smaller than, you know, cutting your sugar in half and stuff. I mean, um, even learning how to just get up once every, you know, 60 to 90 minutes mm-hmm. for say one minute, two minutes and just kind of stretch, um, one of the things that's happening to us as sitters is um, our muscle, like we have certain muscles that are shortening, um, which can actually be debilitating uh, as we age um, and make us more prone to injury. Um, you know, even even in simple things like getting on the floor and playing with kids, you might pull something just because, uh, uh, you know, your muscles have shortened over time. I've done that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's common. Um, and specifically for us, we're, you know, we're sitting, Usually, um, I mean, I can actually get annoying um, with people if they wanted me to <laughs> that are sitting next to me. And like, I can just tell them every time they're slouching over and putting uh, extra pressure on their lower back that's ultimately going to cause them to have an arch, you know, later in life um, or kind of like a, you know, um, kind of be, you know, uh, crouched over. Um, but even paying attention to your posture when you are sitting and then, you know, the sitting itself getting up because what's happening is we're always in this position where we're sitting here. So our hip flexors that is responsible for making our legs come up to our hips. So, you know, when you're sitting, your, your legs are obviously not extended and they kind of come up to be parallel with your hips. So those flexor muscles uh, end up shortening over time. And then also, we're also kind of reaching to a degree like we, we have our hands out in front of us on our keyboard. Um, and so your pec muscles right in, in the chest and shoulder area, kind of the outer pecs, those start to shorten. I had a huge problem with this um, when I first got into fitness. Um, I was I just had like pain when I would try like a bench press or something, um, and it was because I I needed to get some more range of motion back in those muscles. And so I started working with my chiropractor to to get that back. But it's simple things like learning to just get up, stretch those pec muscles. Like getting up will help stretch your hip flexors, um, and then. You can get more targeted with it, um, like do some speci- like if you want to go to a gym or you know a- after hours at home. If you want to do some specific stretches for your pecs or your hip flexors, um, you can do that. Um, but yeah, you know, th- getting up once every hour, hour and a half um, is even smaller 
of a of a step than cutting your sugar in half and it will still have great benefits for you yep now um since there are only three of us i'm i'm gonna push it a little bit as far as time and picks go because one other area that i don't think we talk as much about but seems to make a big difference for me is sleep mm-hmm. so you know what, what do you have recommendations for sleep I mean, some some days I just get sucked into code and I'll stay up until two or three in the morning coding and yeah. then I wind up paying for it for a couple of days. And then a lot of times I'll cut, I'll, I'll go short on sleep because I've got a lot to do and then I feel like that also costs me sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, so with sleep, sleep is, is a huge, um, something that I'll tell you my ideal and then, but I'll also tell you like where like I actually am at the moment. Um, so there's a few things that kind of go into sleep and uh, I'm by no means an expert on sleep itself, but, um, you know, I have learned a lot about, um, at least how to get better sleep. Um, first off is just stimulation of your brain. Um, so any, you know, basically within an hour and a half to two hours of when you plan to go to sleep, any, if you're still looking at a screen or doing something that is, um, uh, stimulating your, uh, your, uh, is it alpha or I actually can't remember at the moment. Um, so you, you, you kind of have different types of brain waves, right? Um, and there's the, the faster brain waves that are kind of like, um, I think it's alpha waves, but I, I, I can't uh, say for certain right now, but basically, um, the kind of waves that are kind of act, are, uh, activated when you're looking at white light, when you're, you know, you're thinking faster thoughts, stuff like that. Um, cause you have a, the beta state, which is more of like meditative or slow thoughts, um, uh, more focused. That's kind of like that flow state is getting into a state of beta where you're kind of, you're honed in on one thing and everything else is just kind of blocked out. So the more that you have stimulus on your, your mind and your brain, um, through, through the form of, for most of us screens, um, the uh, the less uh, quality your sleep is going to be um, within that two hour window before you're going to go to sleep. Um, secondly, is caffeine consumption. So uh, if you can help it, like try to hop off of caffeine um, within you know four or five hours of when you plan to go to sleep. Um, if you want to get the best possible sleep, um, another thing is light. So we even um, some people think that like putting a mask on. Uh, which is is a good step is is enough um but light our skin actually has photoreceptors um so our our skin actually even can uh, detect light and our sleep patterns um brain waves can be interrupted by light hitting our skin even and so if you want the best possible sleep like my ideal is to have blackout curtains tape over any kind of like i have like a router um on a shelf and stuff like tape over all those lights um, it, you know, to where it's pitch black, where I can't see my hand in front of me. Like that's, that's the ideal. If you want the best possible sleep is like you look in front of you and you can't see your own hands, like right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so there's that. Um, and then there's, there's like controversy about this, but, uh, it can't hurt. Um, so you also have like all of these, different radio waves and stuff, uh, electromagnetic waves going on, um, from cell phones, Wi-Fi, all this stuff. Um, and, uh, you actually can buy what's basically like a Faraday cage, um, 
to um, that's like a net that can go around your bed um, that actually blocks electromagnetic waves uh, as you sleep. Um, there's actually even special beds like bed frames and stuff that don't conduct electromagnetic waves. You can get pretty, uh, you can nerd out on this pretty um, extensively. Um, but in general, uh, I, those are kind of like ideal scenarios. Um, where I am currently, and I'm still getting, I, I feel like I'm getting pretty good, you know, probably better sleep than most, um, is uh, we, we do have, as much as I can help it, a pitch dark room. We haven't gotten blackout curtains yet. Um, so there's a little bit of light coming in through our, uh, our blinds, but it's, it's barely noticeable. I've put tape over any kind of blinking LED um, to where we can't see it. Um, and then uh, as much as possible, I try not to be looking at a screen within about an hour of when I'm going to go to sleep, um, even watching TV, any of that kind of stuff. Just try to sit in bed and read or talk to my wife or something. Um, and uh, and then also, I've been experimenting very recently with um, waking up at 4.30. Um, and instead of... Um, That's the time I get up and I love it. Yeah, I've been experimenting yeah. with it, and but I'm still going to sleep at like maybe 10 or 10.30. So I sleep like maybe six hours, and then I've been taking a siesta in the afternoons um, like for only about 30 minutes because um, if you do too much, you actually can – it can be detrimental. Mm -hmm. um, I've been experimenting with that, and um, that's been pretty interesting. I've noticed that like I'll sleep for 30 minutes in the afternoon and then immediately go to the gym, and um, I just – I feel super hyped. Um, but ideally you want to be sleeping, you know, at least seven hours at night. And then if you can, uh, go for a 20 or 30 minute nap, um, in your office or wherever you are. I've even taken a, a little siesta in my car with AC running, just, just sleep for 30 minutes. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's where I am currently with my sleep. Um, but you know, there's, you can really get really, uh, you know, far into it if you, if you want the best possible sleep. Awesome. Great stuff. Well, um, we're kind of running short on time for today, so we're going to go ahead and push into picks. Do you run your own freelance business? Or maybe you're thinking about picking up some business on the side. Well, then you need FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the quickest and easiest way to get invoices out to your clients. It's easy to use. It works anywhere available from any device uh, on the desktop, iPhone, iPad, Android, and all of your data is backed up and secure. And it makes it really easy to get organized and get paid. You'll be tracking time, logging expenses, and invoicing your clients in no time. You can also save time billing, freeing up several days per month to focus on the work that you love, and you get paid faster. FreshBooks customers are paid on average five days faster because there's a link on the invoice that says pay me now. And it's a great way to grow your business. Plus, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day trial. That's right, 30-day trial if you try them out. So go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Once again, for a 30-day trial, go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Amy, do you have some picks for us? I do. I have two different uh, GitHub repos I'm going to pick. So the first one, uh, Tracy Lee, who we had on a couple times, um, she tweeted this out last week. But if you're looking for, um, it looks like it's called Women, Women Tech Speaker Organizers. So if you're looking for um, women 
who speak at a lot of conferences or uh, you want to like add people to the list. That's pretty much why I'm mentioning it. I think it, the more people uh, that we get added to the list, the better. Uh, and then the other thing I want to pick, um, it's kind of like scrolling through things I've starred recently. So, um, cause I've been talking a lot about CSS lately, so it's, uh, just repo CSS pro tips, but there is tons and tons and tons of like good little pro tips in here. If you just want to kind of, uh, scroll through the repo. So I'll put links to both of those in the show notes and that's it for me. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to plus one your pick from Tracy. I didn't know she had a list. But yep. when I put on Angular Dev Summit, um, somebody pointed out to me that I didn't have as many women as they would like. And, well, uh, it's hard. It's, yeah. it's a hard problem because well, there's not as many women to pick from. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'll freely admit that, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm not fully convinced that it's a major problem that needs to be solved. But if you give me a list of qualified speakers, I don't, you know, I'll, I'll contact them. So... Um, you know, that helps. And then the people who do, you know, really deeply care about diversity, um, you know, you have a conference that they want to attend as well. So, um, you know, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, being angry and militant about diversity is counterproductive, but I also think being completely the other way where you're angry and militant against diversity is also counterproductive. So. <laughs> Yep, group yeah. hug. <laughs> Let's just not be militant about anything. Yeah. So, yes, please. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, and then the other thing is, is it's definitely a conversation worth having. Um, so, yeah, I, I appreciate the work. And, uh, yeah, you know, reach out to go find them if you organize a conference. Go find those folks. But, yeah, she was a big, huge help to me for Angular Dev Summit. And we got some terrific speakers from her uh, from that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump in with a few picks myself. Um, the first one is I have some glasses. Uh, we talked about kind of the, the blue light or screen light. And I don't wear these as often as I probably should. But they're uh, Gunner, G-U-N-N-A-R glasses. And uh, they're blue blocker glasses. And so you wear them and they uh, block some of the blue colors off of your monitors so that you don't have that coming at you as often and or as much. And, you know, a, a lot of people find that things like that help um, help them wind down a little bit or transition off of looking at the screen when they need to, like JC was talking about. Um, another one is there's an app called Flux, and I think mm -hmm. it's at fl.ux, and it also changes the the warmth of your screen so it makes it warmer colors um, toward the evening. The thing I think is funny is that um, I have a Windows machine and a Mac, and on the Windows machine, it makes the mouse, wherever the mouse is at, it glows bright blue. And then everything else is kind of a red or orange, and I don't know why that is. But uh, it works pretty well, and I've been pretty happy about that. Um, one other thing, this episode's going to come out a couple weeks after we record this, and I'm going to be pulling together more conferences. That's one of the reasons why I'm excited about uh, this list, um, is so that I can reach out. Because I do want to make sure that I'm including as many people as possible from as many backgrounds as possible. I think that is important. Um, and so... Uh, just keep an eye out. I'll probably have something up soon-ish. Um, I was going to be putting on React Remote Conf this week as we record this, but uh, I got my timeline messed up and I didn't get uh, the speakers all lined up in time. So I'm going to be doing it toward the end of January. Um, I'm going to do a Dev Summit like I've been doing the others, so the Angular Dev Summit and the Ruby Dev Summit, which means that if you want to come watch it for free, you can come watch it for free. 
Um, if you want the recordings, then you can get an all access pass and you get access to it. Um, and that's going to be at React Dev Summit and jsdevsummit.com. And so the one will be at the end of January and the other one's probably going to be sometime in March. So if you want to participate in those or um, come watch the, the talks and things, then let me know. And if you have somebody in particular that you like hearing from, uh, let me know about that as well. Uh, JC, what are your picks? So I have a few. Um, hopefully that's okay. Um, yeah. So first off, uh, a couple of Netflix shows that I recently watched. Um, nice. Uh, American Vandal and The Confession Tapes. Um, if you're into, if you've heard of the podcast, uh, serial, mm-hmm. um, you'll probably really like American Vandal and, and probably confession tapes, but American Vandal is kind of like a TV version of serial, but I mean, it's not following the same story, but it's very like serial esque. Um, so that was pretty interesting. Um, cause I've been listening to serial also. So like, I'm just getting like tons and stuff, uh, stuff about crime, um, in my life right now. Um, and then the confession <laughs> tapes, um, is gut wrenching. And like, I have a, I, th- I would like to say a pretty high tolerance for like despair. Uh, but I felt utterly in despair after most episodes of, uh, of the confession tapes. Um, that said, it is really good. Um, it's basically the premise is just, it follows different stories about, um, you know, false confessions that were extracted from people who are for the most part, uh, you know, uh, wrongfully convicted and stuff. So, Interesting. um, it's, it's kind of gut wrenching, but it's, it's a good, you know, it's only like seven episodes. Um, it's, it's good. Um, second is, um, there's, uh, a ring I got for my birthday a few weeks ago. Um, there's a company called Kalo Q A L O and they make these little, like basically rubber wedding rings. Um, and, you can, you know, one of the things about working out a lot is I have to take my ring off all the time, especially in the gym. Um, cause you can, I mean, you can lose your finger, um, if, you know, if you have a ring on and, uh, these are, you know, they, they're uh, rubber. I can leave them on all the time. They don't hurt to like, you know, grab a dumbbell or a barbell or something while I have it on. So I love it. Um, uh, and, and they're only like 20 bucks. So like if something happens to it, you can just get a second one. Um, and then lastly was, um, I know uh, listeners are probably gonna like uh, think this is kind of uh, kind of funny, but I actually up until this past week have never used uh, Lodash um, in any project before, mm-hmm. and um, I had to do some like multi-dimensional array sorting on like mo- like a whole bunch of different uh, arrays and objects and stuff, and uh, I wrote out like all these functions that was at least thirty lines of code. And then I looked at Lodash and what took me like 30 <laughs> lines of code to Lodash one line. And I was just like, it was awesome. Um, so, and it was just for like this kind of, you know, this static site that was really only meant for one person. It's no, the public's not even going to see it. So I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm getting that. So, um, so yeah, Lodash is definitely a pick too. Nice. You missed uh, John David Dalton by like two or three weeks. We had him on not too long ago. Oh, cool. So, yeah, um, I'll put a link to that show in the show notes as well. Um, but, yeah, so one last thing, and I usually ask this before the picks, but we were kind of in a time crunch, and I wanted to make sure everybody got picks before we did it. But if people want to follow with, up with what you're doing, especially with dev lifts, it sounds like you're catering to people like us. Um, how, how do they connect with you that way? And then, you know, your code as well. Yeah, so um, on pretty much... I mean, Twitter and GitHub, um, 
I'm uh, JC Hyatt, H-I-A-T-T. And then for Devlifts uh, specifically, we, you know, we're on Twitter um, at Devlifts, D-E-V-L-I-F-T-S, and Instagram. Um, and our site is uh, should be live by the time this airs. Um, I just finalized the designs and am working to get the uh, everything like coded as quickly as possible. Um, and that's devlifts.io. Um, right now, we actually are already doing, um, you know, uh, making plans for customers. Uh, we've just been doing orders through like Twitter DMs. Um, so <laughs> nice. if, if you're interested in something, uh, you know, just ping us on Twitter and a DM, um, even if you just want to learn more um, or uh, uh, or. Also, I would like to plug our upcoming podcast in case anyone might want to enter anyone who's already into fitness uh, would like to be interviewed and share how fitness has impacted them as a developer. Mm-hmm. So, and that's also at devlifts.io. Um, best or way right now, well, it will be. And the best way right now, um, if, if not the website, is just through Twitter, just uh, DM us. Our DMs are open. So feel free to just ping us. You don't have to follow us to, All right. to message us. Sounds terrific. Well, uh, thank you for coming, JC. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, we'll go ahead and wrap this episode up, and we will catch everybody in a week. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com to learn more.